welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort, ride by ride, land by land, park by park, to determine which is better. <laughs> Eric's got to fix that editing issue. <laughs> I am your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question, which is better? Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Joining me as always to find the answer is Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. Um, uh, Disneyland. And <laughs> Eric. Uh, Walt Disney World. And also, why is the. In- if I click the infinity symbol on the sound effect, it's supposed to loop it, right? But when I don't click it, it's not supposed to loop it, and then it keeps looping it. That is a little behind the scenes for everyone, behind the podcast scenes. Actually, Eric's, from the work, drop. Eric's working on his very podcast-specific 20-minute uh, set. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as far as the question, which is better, Disneyland or Disney World, just brings me immediately to a survey that my 11-year-old created <laughs> with the help of his grandfather. It is a very... Um, biased very biased questionnaire (laughs) because my 11 year old says that disneyland is better and he's he's 11 years old and he's 11 and that's the last one he went to (laughs) and okay so that's um, anyway so my dad was helping with statistics and kind of these null hypothesis and whatnot so i he created a survey and I distributed it, and we got fifty responses, which was yes. pretty surprising considering what it is. Um, and I won't share the results because then podcast over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but what was interesting to me is that it's it leans very heavily to one way. It basically follows the question, with one exception. the The question number five was bigger is better. Disney World covers more than forty three square miles of land, twice the size of Manhattan, which houses four parks several golf courses, two water parks, while Disneyland spans about 500 acres and houses two parks. That is like, I don't want to say split down the middle, but it's essentially one is strongly uh, agree, five is strongly disagree, or one, I forget what I what we did, but it's basically 20% across the board. Mm. Every answer has about the same uh, mm. percentage of responses. The other thing I thought was interesting is that of the 50 responses, um, Oh, more than 60% were either female or non-binary and huh. 38% were male <clears throat> and a majority, a vast majority of respondents were born between the ages of eight, uh, 1965 and 1980. Wow. Hmm. So our age group and female are answered these questions. Nice. Uh, but thank you if you did fill out the survey. It is uh, It was very kind of you and my son is going to send the analytics to his grandfather and he's going to get a $100 bill for it. All right. Is his grandfather then going to te- teach him to use like SPSS or some other probably statistics program? Yeah, okay. probably. He was trying right. to get me to do it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing it. I don't get it. Is it $100 in U.S. currency or in crypto? It's it's Bitcoin. But <laughs> see, here's the thing. He took a, he mined it for quite a long time. Actually, he gave me a $100 bill. God, two years ago. Mm-hmm. To to get Alex or my son to do um, <laughs> that's just what I call everybody um, <laughs> to get to get my Me too. Me it's too. like bro you know right um, to get him to read Huckleberry Finn or Adventures of Tom Sawyer and like write an analysis about 
you know, race relations and that kind of stuff. And uh, he never did it. So this is, a, is, this is there anything <laughs> that, sorry. that he wants me to do? Yeah. You know, my for dad. him, like <laughs> I'm down. I'm ready to learn some deep truths. Oh, for a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. For a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Make me a better American. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> that was the, that was the objective. Um, I remember, <laughs> I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say he doesn't listen, but (laughs) I was in Orlando January Uh the 6th of 2021. Was he? He was there. (laughs) He was there as well. (laughs) He was there as well. And, and I was staying in their hotel room and they they had a two bedroom villa at the, uh, it's, it's at the, it's like a holiday Inn vacation club that was built literally no, no exaggeration. They share a fence with Animal Kingdom, <laughs> and that's how close it is. But it's also forever away because you have to get anyway. Yeah, it's outside the um, property. Yeah. So we're st- I'm staying there, and I'm just kind of butting about in my my room. And I look, I'm looking online. I see all these news feeds. I'm like, oh my god! And I walked out, and I was like, there is a riot at the Capitol. He's like, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we have never spoken about it since. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Um, so also guys, another exciting thing is we have a new listener. She is an ears up listener who reached out to concierge, concierge.com. And uh, as I tend to get all the ears up listeners, I, she, I, we talked last night. Um, her name is Andy and we are going to book a trip for her family of eight grandma and grandpa brother and his partner. And then she and her husband and two little kids. It is a celebration. Uh, I think they're celebrating that one of them was potty trained. Ooh. So that was the three-year-old. I didn't get that. I know. Um, anyway, so it's going to be a really nice trip. I think we're going to book three separate packages, three separate rooms, uh, I think they're going to stay at Paradise Pier, which is interesting because I actually recommended it. Having stayed there and having not stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, having stayed at Grand Californian, Disneyland Hotel was a little bit of a little bit much price wise, and for essentially the same distance and essentially the same hotel experience. I That's think. True. Uh, and you're in the bubble, and you're effectively staying. At, I mean, the bill said Grand Californian, so you're effectively staying at Grand Californian with all those perks. So. Um, anyway, uh, she was great. It was a great conversation. And, and I, <laughs> so I was like, she said something about, I said, you know, you've heard Jason on, on ears up talk about concierge. So how this works is you're booking a vacation package, which you could do on your own. I do it for you. You pay the exact same amount of money and Disney, rather than paying an employee with overhead and sick pay and all that stuff, they're paying a commission to concierge instead. And so I can do all the same things they can do. And I can do your reservations for you and dining for you, et cetera, et cetera. And that's, we talked about that. And then um, I forget how the conversation was. So at that point, I'm like, I was like, I really like doing this. And she's like, really? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I host a podcast where I like deep dive, analyze Disneyland and Disney World and and just kind of like put a little feeler out there because she did not, <laughs> she clearly was not a listener. And then later on, I was like, oh yeah, we do that on the Supreme Resort too. <laughs> and and then I said, I said, uh, oh, you know, because we were talking about Rancho because she wanted to know about dining. I was telling her what's going on. I said, Rancho's, you know, great. And she's like, well, I've heard that it's kind of gone downhill. And I was like, well, I was there in July and, and it, you know, I ate there in July and it, it's fantastic. And in fact, there's only been one time in my 
current memory that I have been to Disneyland and not gone to Rancho. You're welcome, Dan. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, and she's like, yeah, what? Well, I just hear bad things about it, like on Ears Up. And I was like, well, see, here's the thing. Ears Up is a podcast about Disneyland hosted by people who hate Disneyland. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you're right. Except Terrence. Maybe Terrence. Maybe like, Terrence. I, really, I really do think that you have a soft spot bias for that restaurant. You may be right, but that's, you know, it is what it is. It's my opinion. But the yeah, show, the, yeah, in yeah. that episode, we voted Rancho 1. And, Still disagree. And um, and so I was like, oh, Terrence was on the Supreme Resort too. <laughs> so <laughs> later on. You're really reaching. Yeah. So we, she was asking questions about like room service and, and, and maid service and whatnot. So I'm doing research. I'm sending her screenshots about what the current status is. And she's like, oh. I'm downloading the Supreme Resort now. <laughs> like, nice. You're probably not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I tell people. Right. Like, Self-confidence. It's, it's deep come dive on. nerdery. And she's like, that's all me. I was like, well, you come to the right place. So we'll see. Andy, if you make it here at some point, years from now, once you've caught up with all this show. Congrats. Congrats. And thanks for booking with concierge. If you make it here, you'll make it anywhere. That's right. Uh, concierge.com 856-hour-ears. You, too, can be shouted out on the Supreme Resort, but only if you listen. Hmm. And uh, Jason, uh, you might not listen to our show, but Andy does now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you subscribe to Patreon at the $20 level... Um, Nothing else happens. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> please do. <laughs> yes, please do. It helps. Jason. Okay, so uh, we have a returning favorite segment that is Eric's Scientician Spotlight. Why, yes, the Scientician is back with a little bit more inf- information. Information for you. Information. Infotainment. <laughs> it's a new term we're working on to go along with Scientician. So if you want to be informed, now is your chance. Yes. Listen up, everybody. Batteries. <laughs> We're going to talk a lot about batteries today as we talk about Buzz Lightyear rides. Uh, batteries convert chemical energy into electrical energy. That's their basic purpose. Uh, there are reports of cultures using similar structures going way back into antiquity, uh, building structures with copper or iron electrodes and vinegar or citric acid, but these might not have been designed to power um, prehistoric vehicles or um, drones, for instance. They, they didn't have those, but they could have been used in in religious ceremonies or other had other you know purposes. The basic principle is still pretty much the same of of setting up a way to promote current from one place to another. The modern battery uh, came about many many years later. Uh, Luigi Galvano in 1780 thought that animals had electricity, noting that frog legs would twitch when prodded with metal. Now, this is not a live frog. This is a man who cut the legs off of a frog and then put them on a hook and then stuck them with a a metal probe. Uh, He thought the electricity was inherent to animals. This isn't completely untrue because we do have electrical impulses in our, our neurological system. But... It did spark some spark. Haha. <laughs> like yeah. that? Didn't plan that. Uh, spark some interest from his contemporary, Alessandro Volta, uh, who liked this idea 
His name has the word Volt in it. <clears throat> wow, what a coincidence. Also, Luigi Galvano. Galvanic. Oh, look at what oh, a wonderful drawing of a battery. a battery frog. A battery nice. frog. Thank nice. you, Dan. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Put that in the show notes, Jimmy, please. <laughs> for the for the children. <laughs> to for learn. the children. Um, so, yes, uh, Alessandro Volta liked this idea, but he thought that the difference was because of the different types of metal that were involved. So he started looking into this. Brass hooks in the frog frog leg plus an iron probe could have been what caused the difference. So he experimented with stacks of silver and zinc wafers uh, interspersed with cloth soaked in salt water. Um, He put wires on either end of this cylinder and it did start to impart an electric current. He experimented with different metals and found that he could increase the charge or voltage Mm -hmm. based on the materials that he used uh, in his experiment. So Volta's experiments were a huge step forward in the understanding of electricity and the measure of electronic potential, which became known as a volt. Uh, uh, didn't see that um, coming. There we go. Or, or you did. Oh, wait. And you, you specifically mentioned that. Yes. <laughs> Just I a didn't. few seconds ago. I didn't. Thank you, Dan. You're but you drew a frog. It's true. Battery frog. For... Battery frog. Education. So batteries are filled with frog guts. Yep. No. Oh, no. Sorry. So first off, what is electricity? Electricity is basically a flow of electrons from one place to another place. You need a source, somewhere to flow from, and somewhere to flow to. The from is called an anode, and the to is called the cathode. So batteries are a device that has an anode with an abundance of electrons, um, these electrons don't have a great desire to stay where they are. They're not really like attached. They're not, they, they're ready to, to roam, find new countries. Um, the cathode is on the other side of the battery and that's a place that's willing to take up electrons. It's a place that wants the electrons to come to it. So that's AC, but that's not what AC stands for. That's alternating current. That is correct. Not yes. anode and cathode. And that's different from uh, <clears throat> direct current or DC. For more, check out the prestige. Yes. Learn about Nikolai Tesla and his rivalry with, uh, um, I was about to say Einstein, um, and now I'm stuck on Einstein. Yep. But it's General not Einstein. Electric. It's uh, the other guy. Edison. <laughs> Edison. That's right. Edison. Oh, no. All terrible scientists. Magic. Um, great movie. It great is a movie. great movie. Yeah. That's uh, one, of the, one of the first uh, Batman director. Guy. Uh, what's his name? Christopher Nolan. Christopher yeah. Nolan yeah. drops. That was yeah. a good movie. Very good movie. Yeah. So batteries. Oh yeah. Uh, batteries. So they batteries are essentially a chamber that where they can where we set up these these two locations, an anode and a cathode, surrounded by an electrolyte matrix that gives plenty of electrons to the metal, and then we create a barrier in between them and don't allow them to flow from one side to another. So if you create a package with the right metals and electrolytes with a barrier, uh, then you connect the two sides with a circuit. So then the electrons will flow through that circuit to the other side. Along the way, they impart energy to the the things that are in the circuit. So they take that potential energy and deliver it to the other side. Um, In the old days, uh, regular batteries were a pretty rapid one-way trip, and we've gotten better over time. Uh, now we have rechargeable batteries that use that have used improved 
different types of metals, different type of electrolytes. We can hear so, you typing, Dan. No, you can't. <laughs> oh, all right. When So when the cathode is full and the anode is empty, so the battery has been used up, we mm-hmm. can now put a new charge into it and sort of reverse that. We can clear out the electrons that are on the cathode and recharge the amount that are on the anodes. We can use batteries again. Hmm. Older batteries like old cell phones and such, they developed proper uh, problems over time, crystallizing and kind of learning how to act. If you remember your old cell phone, you if you plugged it in at the wrong time and you kept doing it like halfway, it would learn to run out at 50% charge. It was, uh, I heard about that. I, yeah, I heard so, that you're not supposed to do that. Right. These days, very different. Newer batteries like lithium-ion batteries um, and lead-acid batteries for cars are much more advanced and much more resilient. So they're not perfect. At some point, they will run out. They will wear out, but they last a lot longer. It all depends on the materials within and the uses we give them. So some batteries are low voltage, and this is fine. A trickle can last for years. So a 9-volt battery in your smoke detector, great. It doesn't provide a lot of energy, but it does have enough energy to power the circuit that's in there and do the thing it's supposed to do. Um, Your car or your phone need a lot more power, and they need to be more resilient and have a faster recharge rate. And we have batteries that can do that these days. Um, whatever you do, make sure that you find a proper facility these days to recycle your old batteries. Those, these materials are in limited are, are a limited resource in the world today, so they can be put to good use in the future if they're handled property, properly. If they're in a dump, they do nothing. Acids come out, they wreck the environment, and so, so forth. So regular batteries, double A's, triple A's, if you happen to see a C or a D these days, go for it. Recycle them, please. Otherwise, use recyclable batteries or rechargeable batteries and continue to recycle them when they start to run out. Same all goes right. for all of your electronics, folks. And that recycle. is the Scientician Spotlight for Thank this you, Eric. episode. It was very nice. Recycle your batteries, people. Thank you very much. Who holds back the electric car? Who made Steve Gutenberg a star? We do. We do. The Stonecutters. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, before we get to our main topic, we have a new soon-to-be favorite segment. This is oh, yes. Dan's Food Review Hoarder Highlights. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. Uh, to, this sounds familiar. Um, hey. I am a reservation hoarder, as you all have, have heard. And uh, do I use them all? No, I don't. And I do can't. I do cancel them on time. And uh, I have been trying new delicious food items around the Disneyland Resort. And Dan, I understand yes. that you went to Lamplight Lounge. I so went to Lamplight Lounge. We'd it, like to uh, hear your full review okay, of your went, experience right? at Lamplight Lounge. Okay, what did you so eat? How did you feel? I had the uh, uh, Al Pastor pork chop and... It was very good. This has been Dan's Food Review Hoarder Highlights. You're welcome. Your attention, please. (laughs) Okay. So, the case of the Buzz Lightyear-themed Tomorrowland Omnimover Dark Ride Shooter Spinners Space Ranger Spin v. Astro Blasters. 
That will not be the f- official title on the on the post, by the way. We've learned. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. So the Buzz Lightyear themed Tomorrowland Omnimover Dark Ride Shooter Spinners Space Ranger Spin V Astro Blasters. Eric will be arguing for Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin at the Magic Kingdom, which was the first Pixar themed attraction at any Disney theme park before. And this was before the acquisition of Pixar. There was some outrage. Before they were were stars. That's right. And I will be arguing for the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, or as aficionados call it, Blab. Oh, God. Yep. I watched a video from our buddy Provost Park Past, and he said it every time. (laughs) Soon to be seen at the Boysenberry Festival. That's right. I certainly hope not. So we're not inviting him. Oh, okay. Okay. I will be. Okay. <laughs> then I can be the one wearing a tie mm, and bring your daughter. Uh Oh, um, so Eric will be arguing for space surge to spin. Uh, Dan will be our judge. And Eric, if you say something that Dan likes and you get a point, <laughs> you audience will hear this sound. I can conquer my home dimension, which is of course, that is, of course, Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> voiced by? He, voiced by Pat Fraley, who also voiced Buzz Lightyear in the attraction at Walt Disney World. Both. Um, and then if I say something that Dan approves of and I get a point, you will hear this sound. <laughs> which is, of course, the charging of the rocket rods. Yeah. And... This episode sadly might be the only chance we have to acknowledge the people mover track. <laughs> and we will acknowledge it and we will discuss it in this very episode. And uh, Eric, since the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin came first, you go ahead and take it away. Give us your overview. All right. Get ready. I'm ready. Okay. Are you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Opening statement. Um, on page two of nine, two of nine. <laughs> okay. All right. This is at the top of my page. Okay, I put great. it there because it's the opening statement. Great. Yeah. That's, that's just how I, I arrange my brain. English majors take note. Not today, Zerg. Buzz Lightyear's arch nemesis from Toy Story 2 is stealing batteries from helpless toys to power a new weapon of destruction. I'd Become like to a learn more space about batteries. <laughs> we know all about batteries. No, okay. Fine. Good. Good. Become a junior space ranger and help stop Zerg. Board your XP-37 Star Cruiser and voyage deep into the Gamma Quadrant where you'll take aim at the glowing Z targets with your infrared laser cannon. Use your cruiser's joystick to spin a full 360 degrees so you can blast all the targets in sight. Do you have what it takes to stop Zerg and his rampaging robot army before it's too late? The fate of the universe is in your hands. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is an attraction in Tomorrowland at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. (laughs) Okay. I see your opening argument, and I reverse it. Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters is an Omnimover shooter attraction at Disneyland Park at the Disneyland Resort in California. It opened softly on March 10th, 2005. I don't know why that struck me as funny. (laughs) Wait, wait, what, what, what's that? <laughs> it was a soft opening, but yeah, framing yeah. it opened soft? softly. It's like <laughs> right. the little blasters were sponges. <laughs> uh, it officially opened on March 17th, 2005, a week later. 
The evil Emperor Zerg is stealing batteries to power a new weapon of destruction. And Buzz Lightyear from the Disney Pixar's Toy Story movies need your help. Maneuver your XP-40 space cruiser through the shadowy Gamma Quadrant and beyond. Face down Zerg and his rampaging squad of robots and fire at will. Use the joystick to spin a full 360 degrees and blast glowing Z targets with your laser cannon to earn points. Do you have what it takes to stop Zerg before it's too late? <laughs> the fate of the toy world is in your hands. We Wait, did not so, plan that. Are they, <laughs> nope, are, we sure didn't. Are, are the sh- ships named differently? Well, his is the XP-39, mine's the XP-40. 37. 37, minus the 40. 37, yeah. Okay, I uh, <laughs> I gotta give a spite point to Disney World, because that's stupid. <laughs> Wait, so I get it? What? Oh, I, I do get a point, okay. <laughs> yeah. conquer my home dimension! Just leave it the same. <laughs> Just, well, that's Just, fair. That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> because Just most wait. of the description on the sites <laughs> are that the was same. Dumb. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> uh, uh, you yeah. know, sometimes I just i i i feel it in my bones that this is that there's a certain topic that I'm the right person to judge. This is one of them. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this <laughs> more than I. I have a feeling I'm going to find out even more so that this is true. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, Eric, tell us about the history of Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin. I'd be delighted. Uh, (laughs) After uh, Walt Disney World had a similar problem to Disneyland, where as the opening date rapidly approached, they had absolutely nothing going on in Tomorrowland. One One of the attractions that was intended to be open in the beginning, that certainly wasn't, opened on almost a year later on June 5th, 1972. It was called If You Had Wings, and this Omni Omnimover attraction was sponsored by Eastern Airlines. It was one of the few rides at the park that was free. No ticket needed. Uh, had a good sponsor. They said, pay for it. So a lot of people enjoyed going on this ride. Um, it was air-conditioned. You got a few minutes of floating through a room and got to see some weird, trippy stuff, and uh, it was free. The ride was designed by Claude Coates with a theme song by Buddy Baker and Ex-Atencio. Um, and it was an early um, an early indicator that uh, projection technology was going to take over all theme park attractions someday. Uh, the main portion of the ride had 38 16-millimeter projectors and one, um, one 35-millimeter projector, along with a few even bigger ones later on that we'll talk about. Um, that you you began this ride touring through sets that represented Mexico, Bermuda, Puerto Rico, Bahamas, Trinidad, and New Orleans, all Eric, destined. Yes, does the soundtrack change to match those places? Please tell me it does. Oh, of course, the theme oh. song changes slightly depending on where you are. That's of course it does. That sounds very uh, culturally wise <laughs> for for the seventies. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Um. So yes, all of these destinations, as everyone knows, all of our all of our aviation expert fans uh, understand that these were all destinations of Eastern Airlines at the time. So you can go to New Orleans, you can go to Mexico, you know, it's east, I guess. Um, the one of the highlights of the room of the ride was the speed room. This Hell was yeah. yes. 
this was a room where a 70 millimeter projector showed scenes like a train, motorcycles, speedboats, and other fast things on the wall <laughs> as you were riding through it at the same speed. We've seen this at plenty of other attractions since, but this was, as far as I know, the first instance where we had a speed room where the, the your car reclined just a little bit and Hold air on. blew at you. Hold on. I see another point coming your way, mister. Oh, because of the speed? Because... You know who loves uh, oh. people mover related. You know who <laughs> who loves the speed tunnel or loved the speed tunnel at, when it was attached to the people mover. Was it Tiny Dan? It was me, <laughs> and it wouldn't have happened without a little something called "If You Had Wing." This is true. Am I actually getting that point? Yeah. No, I'm oh, not okay. joking. I can conquer my home. <laughs> you got to make it clear here. Uh, <laughs> So then there was a mirror room where more... I joke about a lot of things, but I do not joke about points. Speed. And speed rooms. <laughs> and speed rooms. Or speed ramps. Or <laughs> street speed. Just speed. <laughs> Just, I, I love uppers. <laughs> or the Flash's speed force. There we go. There we go. That's a clean reference. Yeah, that's better. There we go. We'll end on that one. Don't the mirror kids. room contained uh, several 70 millimeter projectors and mirrors that combined for a giant mountain scene at the end of the ride. Orson Welles himself intoned, you do have wings <laughs> as you disembark. So should that have been the name of the ride? You do have wings. Not if you have wings. Well, it's like if, if you had wings it. is being sung through the whole thing. And then at the end, Orson Welles is like, you do. Now you, come to the Eastern Airlines reservation desk and reserve an actual flight. They I don't a- think he sounded that sober. <laughs> In the 70s? Based on some footage I've seen. <laughs> While he's wearing his fat suit. <laughs> have you seen? I, have I have you three seen other that? commercials to do today. <laughs> have you seen that clip of him recording that commercial? It's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. <laughs> He's loaded. He is <laughs> completely drunk. And the other actors are looking around like, what do we do? <laughs> and and it's so it's like nobody wants to like hold him accountable because it's Orson Welles. And he's like, he mispronounces the wine. There's parts where he's just like just you look on youtube it's out there orson wells wine commercial it is so priceless that's great it is pretty great yes maybe i'll have to put in the show notes there we go all right so you leave the ride and you can actually go to a reservation desk much like when you left world of motion you could buy a car you could buy a flight uh you could reserve a flight in the exit of the ride This ride closed on June 1st, 1987, as Eastern's sponsorship had ended. Four years later, Eastern Airlines closed completely. (laughs) Um, The uh, Wedway people mover windows that went overhead actually looked down in the Mexico, Jamaica, and Trinidad locations in the ride. So you could watch people going through the ride while you were on a different ride. Uh, The ride reopened as if you could fly... On June 6th, 1987, so very few days later, they removed all references to Eastern and uh, replaced the theme music and used all of the same sets. The ride lasted until January 4th, 1989. That's a good point because chickens have wings. 
but and they can fly, but they can't really. They don't really fly. No, not so really. If you had no. wings, no. there's no guarantee that you could really fly, especially so, not to those exotic locations. If at the end of this version, did Orson Welles come on and say, "You do have wings"? <laughs> I don't think you could. You could. You fly. do have fly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I've never. I don't know that I've actually ever listened to a, a ride through of "If You Could Fly." I and then he gives you a tab of LSD. <laughs> <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. Because do um, Superman can fly and he doesn't have wings. True. Yeah. Yeah. Science. Science. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, if you could, if you did have wings, you would need a very much larger chest muscle, uh, much bigger pectoral muscles to fly. Uh, look it up online. There are crazy pictures of how big your chest would have to be to flap hard enough to fly like a bird. Yeah, those dumb cathodes aren't helping you now. Yeah. Or <laughs> the anodes. Electricity. <laughs> Delta Dream Flight opened up on June 26th, 1989 with the new sponsor, Delta. Mm, um, not just a clever name. No, starring, no. Starring Delta. Right. Uh, complete redesign of the ride. Same track. Uh, same Omnimover system, but new sets. Um, so I guess not complete. I shouldn't have said co- complete. That's that's incorrect. Uh, contained in the um, in the the queue was actual actually the front end of a Delta 767 uh, that made it look like you're entering a real jetliner. So you start your ride going through the golden age of flight into the era of mass air travel. Uh, You enter the jet age by heading into a a room that is well-remembered by anybody who was on this ride that showed you flying into a a spinning light surrounded by by fog as if you're flying into a jet engine. Um, this uh, ride contained the first 70 millimeter computer animation ever, which was you flying over a canyon and into a futuristic cityscape. Wow. Yes. In 89. In 89. Uh, the Tomorrow Transit Authority People Mover windows um, removed one of the views into the ride that was on um, was on the left. Uh, but uh, the next windows still looked into... Uh, sorry, it was the third window that got covered up. Uh, one window looked into the barnstormer scene at the beginning of the ride. The next window looked into the Paris scene of the ride. It was the last window that was covered up, boarded up and put black paint over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the same story here. Sponsorship ended in 1995. The, the name or the ride was renamed to Dream Flight. From January 1st, 1996, so apparently a lot of sponsorships end in January, (laughs) to June 4th of 1996 Um, in, uh, let's see here. So a year and a half. Yeah. The ride was renamed to Take Flight. All the Delta references were removed, of course. New songs were put in. And then the ride closed for good on January 5th, 1998. Uh, Buzz Lightyear had its soft open on October 7th of 1998 and its firm open on November 3rd, 1998. And as Jimmy mentioned, it was the first time we had, we saw a uh, Pixar attraction in a Disney park and apparently were outraged. You knew more about that outrage than I did. I don't remember clocking any of that outrage. Yeah. People were really upset, especially as the magic kingdom park and it's all sacred and Disney IP. And this was not Disney IP at the time. 
Yeah, I remember despite, people being very, very upset by this. Despite Star Tours. Well, that's but Star Wars. Star that's different. Tours, yeah, we want our we want our we want our chicken tendies. We want our nice things. We have, but yeah, this is like, and I think also I think Dream. I really did love Dream Flight. Um, I don't think I ever went on if you had wings, but um, because to me it was like a good. It was it was an Epcot ride inside of the Magic Kingdom for sure. Mm, yeah, totally. It feels like that, doesn't it? Which really kind of like if it's your first day or whatever, and you're like you're trying to explain to the kids like okay, well it's all it's all kind of like this boring ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind some of, people like it, but it's free, so we're going on it again. right, right. It's akin to the Autopia, where it's like a ride about in Tomorrowland about a thing you can do today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't think it ever should have belonged in Tomorrowland, but I mean, neither does Buzz Lightyear. Right? Yeah, well, if you um, had wings, was definitely more of a this is what you can do currently. At least Dream Flight had the historical portion, and yeah, it was more Epcotty because it taught you about the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, neither one of them ended up in the future. Like next, we'll go to the moon, right? right. But I think that that's that's. I think why I found it so charming is it did, it did provide that, that link, you know, cause like future world is kind of like Tomorrowland and then in Tomorrowland, there's a ride that's kind of like future world conceptually. It just, it, it didn't fit, but across take, if you look at it across the entire resort, it fits perfectly. Yeah. And if you think any differently, you're wrong. <gasps> okay. Oh no. Uh, shall we discuss the history of Buzz Lightyear's, Astro Blasters or Blab? Should I start drinking now or? <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> oh, poor Dan. Two Your love of, of circles. Favorite rides. Um, All right. Hit me with it. The history of Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. Circle Vision 360 is a film technique refined by the Walt Disney Company that uses nine cameras for nine big screens arranged in a circle. The cameras are usually mounted on top of an automobile for scenes through cities and highways, while films such as The Timekeeper, uh, debuted at Disneyland Paris in 1992, um, use a static camera and many CGI effects. The first film was America the Beautiful, 1955, in the Circarama Theater, which had 11 projectors using 16mm film and would become Circle Vision in 1967, which has nine projectors using 35-millimeter film. Both original 11-lens camera and the subsequent 9-lens camera developed in 1960, as well as their projection systems, were designed by longtime Disney animator and visual effects pioneer, Abiworks. It's used for a few attractions at Disney theme parks, such as Epcot's Canada Far and Wide, Reflections of China, and Disneyland's defunct America the Beautiful, uh, Wonders of China, and American Journeys, which were housed in the Circle Vision Theater in Tomorrowland. At the 2011 D23 Expo, Disneyland res- then Disneyland Resort President George Calogridis, Calogridis? Calogridis announced that Circle Vision would be making a return to Disneyland Park with a new presentation of America the Beautiful and Circle Vision 360. Though it is not currently known where the film will be presented as the original theater was replaced. And... Sorry, I'm watching Circle Vision as you do. Okay. And uh, 
and whether this will be a version of the original film or new film with the same name and concept. So that was 11 years ago. So we'll see what will happen. By using an it's odd time, by using an odd number of screens and a small space between them, a projector may be placed in each gap, projecting across the space to a screen. The screens and projectors are arranged above head level, and lean rails may be provided for viewers to hold or lean t- uh, or to lean against while standing and viewing the film. Do not sit. Do no, not no, sit. Not designed. For, they, you will fall right off that thing. They're in not a comic designed fashion. for sitting. They are designed for Do leaning. Do not sit on the lean rails. Because as you view this film, you may feel like you're moving, but you're not. But you're not. Mm-hmm. So don't sit on the lean rails. Do not. Do you remember, Dan, <laughs> in at Disneyland, America Journeys, and we would go see American Journeys mm-hmm. and then Wonders of China or vice Other versa. Way around. Yeah, Other it was way around. Wonders of China in the morning yep. and American yep. Journeys in the afternoon. I always felt that American Journeys was the better cinematic experience. Agreed. But I think a lot of people also appreciated Wonders But I'll of tell China. you what, what I love about Wonders of China is probably 60% of the footage in that is still in the Epcot show. Same actor, the same, most of the same dialogue, some of the you same know, imagery. I, I hate to do it, but I got to bring my energy up. Uh, it's a point for Disney World. Wait a minute. I, I do love that movie <laughs> so, so I, very much. I can't wait for Wondrous China as soon as we can figure out. It's done, I guess. Wondrous China. It was supposed to be up by now, yeah. yeah. How many barges are involved? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know. There are a lot of shipping barges in, in the original. Yeah, they're trying to ship so. the, the film canisters. <laughs> So is uh, J- JPEG just like wheels in that old VCR TV thing from well, elementary school? <laughs> what it was supposed to be is if you if you remember at and I don't know if it's, it might be still there when they had all these big plans for Epcot prior to the pandemic they had a Circle Vision essentially theater at the Horizon Pavilion showing all the things that are coming. That's what Wondrous China was supposed to be on. It was supposed to be on that continuous three hundred and sixty degree loop. Mm. That was what the presentation is supposed to be. But anyway, who knows? <clears throat> Continuing the history of Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, uh, Rocket Rods was a high-speed thrill attraction in Tomorrowland at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Um, objection. <laughs> the ride meant to evoke a futuristic rapid transit system opened in 1998 on the existing people mover infrastructure as part of the new Tomorrowland project. Played, plagued with problems, Rocket Rods closed permanently in September of 2000, after a little over two years of intermittent operation. While Rocket Rod's Q was replaced with Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters in 2005, the majority of the track infrastructure utilized by both the attraction and its predecessor sit visibly derelict throughout Tomorrowland. <laughs> As referenced in the Autopia episode and many others. So uh, the, the Q of Rocket Rod's was the Circle Vision Theater, which is now Buzz Lightyear yeah. Astro Brass. Because that's, that, that's what you do. You close two very, <clears throat> very high capacity attractions, two beloved attractions. You close both of them so <laughs> that you can open another thing. Yeah, that's that, right. People Mover and Circle Vision were replaced by this 18 month long cluster. Still waiting for it to reopen. Yeah, it's only it's only 20, 22 years. Um, Astro Blasters, the attraction uses a third generation Omnimover system and it is a combination of a shooting gallery and a dark ride. The first ride featured laser guns that were not movable. 
But what? later versions featured the guns that are held in a holster and movable, with the exception of a cord to keep them in the vehicle after the ride has ended. Huh, that's that's a weird I don't know why you would so you, wait why you a would minute. make such an advancement. That that seems unnecessary So and wrong. it started a certain way mm-hmm. and then they fixed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas, whereas this the, the ride at Walt Disney World has been fine ever since its inception. It's been <laughs> fine as a disco yeti, Eric. That's three points for Disneyland. <laughs> oh no! Whoa. <laughs> In 2005, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here. In 2005, the Walt Disney Company premiered a home version of the ride in the form of an internet video game that allows users to connect with guests at the parks. The scores of each guest from the dark ride are tallied with the internet game and increase the points one. So you could play Buzz Lightyear at home on the internet and like essentially team up with people riding the ride and it would affect the points. What year are we talking on that? 2005. And what's, what's interesting about it is that the, the people at home would actually be able to light up, you know, you have the targets, which at Disneyland have multiple shapes, circle, square, diamond, triangle, and there's a light on the perimeter of the shape. And Mm -hmm. when it's lit up, Mm -hmm. the point values, uh, 10 X. Right. And at the time, it was people on the internet doing it. Now it's random. I, how would, is, has the shooting yourself in the foot place already happened? Was that it? No, that wasn't it. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking ahead. Ah. Uh, <laughs> the backstory of the ride revolves around the attempts of the evil Emperor Zerg, voiced by Andrew Stanton in mm. Disneyland. And Eric at Disney World? Andrew Stanton. They're all Ravenscroft, no? No, 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 no. No, not uh, Thurl. Uh, well, wasn't Thurl dead by then? Do not, I have it backwards? Not Thurl died re- fairly recently. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. About, Let what, me. The 90s, right? Late 90s? Anyway. Um, this was the late 90s. That's what I'm talking about. When Thurl Ravenscroft would have voiced uh, Emperor Zerg. See, I wrote down that Andrew Stanton did um, this one, so I might have gotten them mixed up because. Um, Pastoral corrections need to, to come back. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I so, correct them now. Uh, Emperor Zerg uh, to steal the batteries known as crystallic <clears throat> fusion cells used to power to space vehicles of the little green men. Participants are Star Command, raw recruits sent to defeat Zerg. That's us. The Q is a wash in chartreuse white and bl- bright blue hues of Buzz Lightyear himself, voiced by Pat Fraley. Same guy. Um, since Buzz Lightyear is a toy, the attraction is cleverly scaled to give the illusion that one has just been reduced to the size of an action figure. Featuring such detail Are, are as, you entering the Q portion of your, your presentation not, here? I'm just giving a general um, overview of the history. I have more Q later. Okay. okay. These are just highlights. Mm. Um, featuring such detail as a giant exposed Phillips screw head and an explanation of the interactive phase of the ride that resembles a toy's introduction sheet only on a gigantic scale. An audio-animatronic Buzz Lightyear and a giant Etch-A-Sketch, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, it's an Etch-A-Sketch at Disneyland. It is a Viewmaster at Disney World. Provide an explanation of the mission. Whoa, to- whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. I got to think about that one. Yeah, I, I'll come back to it. No, that's okay. on the queue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm just teasing. Just, I'm teasing. Okay. My counselor is busy teasing teasing when he should be seating the floor. 
Buzz's face is actually a screen with a projection of computer huh. animation, allowing better lip sync. You know, I've never noticed that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> the body's animatronic. Um, anyway, uh, Disneyland's version of the ride is called Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, or Blab, by Disney aficionados. Like the Magic Kingdom version also uses infrastructure from previous attractions, which we discussed. Astro Blasters occupies the space formerly used by Rocket Rod's Q. And we talked about that. Uh, the difference, a key difference between Astro Blasters and Space Ranger Spin is that Astro Blasters laser guns can be removed from their mounts. Okay. So I'm just again, trying again, to get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. Mr. Um, Mr. I closed the people mover and <laughs> circle vision. That's fair. Also a point of interest is that uh, Zerg's machine in the ride is actually taken from the Walt Disney World version, only half destroyed, implying that this version is a sequel to the original. What? Yeah. So, Your I'm Honor, sorry, I would say like that again to propose I was, that Jimmy I, has already grasped at straws. Uh, <laughs> could you repeat that? Because I was, and I'm not joking, trying to stop myself from making a penis joke about Zerg's machine. So in Space Ranger Spin, you go and destroy the ship, and that same model was brought to Disneyland, but it's only half destroyed. Uh, so it's this is considered a sequel to the Return ride. of the Jedi. That sure, okay. And, and okay. It's, in fact, Zerg is in fact his father from canon. That's that's true. Spoilers. Oh, um, <laughs> spoilers for a movie that was released in 1986. That's right. <laughs> well, the I'm Your or Father whatever. was 1980. Oh, 1980. In Return of the Jedi was, was 1983. Just, but you know, I don't, I don't care about Star Wars anymore. Um, that's not what I heard episode. on the last episode. Uh, that's, um, it's no, that was weeks ago. I actually love the Beatles. Um, <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, I would love to hear about them cues. Oh, yes. Let's talk about them cues. Um, them evil Emperor. What, what now? Them them thar cues. Oh, oh, them thar cues. Yeah. Oh, wait. uh, Sorry, Jimmy, you mentioned Provost. I'm, I feel inspired by him. Mind, gentlemen, mind your P's and Q's. (laughs) 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 I'm full of them. Yeah. Uh, Evil Emperor Zerg, (laughs) voiced here by Frank Welker, a veteran American voice actor who also voiced Fred Jones. In Scooby Doo and, and Megatron and Soundwave in Transformers, famously Tony the Tiger. <laughs> like, <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> like it's not thorough. I would have written down thorough. I got him confused. But anyway, uh, Frank Welker, Evil Emperor Zerg, is uh, attempting to steal batteries. So when you enter the queue uh, uh, in Tomorrowland, you become toy sized as you see giant heads of screws and such. That Ah. Jimmy already described. You're welcome. A sign reads, Star Command, home of the Universe Protection Unit, which you think should be maybe, maybe, you know, made into an anagram, but that's S-C-U-P-U, and that's not really all that attractive. So, Scoopoo. Scoopoo. (laughs) Scoopoo. Scoopoo. There we go. Um, no, that's the Baskin Robbins um, corporate entertain- or <laughs> entertainment training it's division. Three VHS video training scoop series. You. <laughs> Welcome to Scoop You. I'm going to teach you how to scoop you. 
Uh, yes. Nope. Welcome then- to Scoop You. I'm going to teach you <laughs> to scoop. Make sure the water is always flowing and not too hot. It needs to be warm, room temperature, but not hot. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I imagine something like that. Yep. Uh, us, let's see. A map shows a the planets of the Galactic Alliance in nine sectors with Star Command in the Gamma Quadrant. A scan of Sector 9 has detected an unknown object. Yep. Uh, Buzz Lightyear's animatronic greets guests um, heading through the switchbacks. Again, uh, he has a he has a face that is projected. Okay. Okay. But he is a fairly lifelike animatronic created by um, Garner Holt Productions. Um, Listen to that interview with Garner Holt on Ears Up. That was a good episode. Indeed. Where he talked about nothing but Buzz Lightyear animatronic. Yep. All Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> he talked a lot about Dan's favorite overlay, too. Mm, um, that's why I didn't listen. Buzz explains that uh, Zerg is trying to steal crystallic fusion cells that look suspiciously like AA batteries. And he explains it in such a fashion. Scanners detecting more trouble in Sector 9. No doubt it's the work of that nefarious criminal, the sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance, the evil Emperor Zerg. His robotic army is stealing crystallic fusion power cells. Without those cells, we'll all be powerless and at the mercy of Zerg. But Star don't they Command- actually say batteries on the side? Well, huh? They actually say well, battery on the side of them. I think uh, they Well, the batteries do. in Walt Disney World actually read Made in Glendale. <laughs> Love it. Fun fact, later on. Okay, sorry, forget you heard it. Spoilers. Star Command picked a fine time to send the new recruits. All right, you junior space rangers, listen up. The green squadron will receive the power cells while the rest of you concentrate on those robots. You'll rendezvous at Planet Z. I will remain here at Star Command to coordinate the mission. Battle stations, report to the flight deck for immediate launch to infinity and beyond. Hmm. Is there an explanation for these rides like... And you got a new playset, and mm. no, because um, it's not in Toy Story Land. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but if it was, Andy really is extremely creative, and mm. and uh, has some really great etch a sketch skills, and um, you know, he's 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 pretty into it. But maybe so it's I one guess- of those. I guess the point is, this is 100% in the universe of the character. Except there are toys, like a Viewmaster, that helps explain the mission to thwart Zerg. Or you have an Etch-A-Sketch. Right. Right. At because which Andy is really good at drawing. Because they hadn't built Midway Mania yet, where they could just do nothing but that bit. Which is a good bit. I'm not, I'm not saying like that in a denigrated sense. It's just, we're going to make a Toy Story ride, so we have to make sure that it has toy stuff in it but at the same time conceptually it's in universe but also their toys you're it's, kind of entering their world but yes we're, we're in, also blurring the line into their universe and i don't i don't know about disney world but it is in toy story universe in the disneyland version and i'll explain later not in buzz lightyear universe it is in toy Story. okay eric what do you have there I'm interested in hearing what the esteemed counselor's uh, theory is here, why it's in universe. It's other at the than end of. Did you get your ride. information from Reddit? No, got okay. it from the, the, my eyes. Okay. I mean, at the end of the, the ride, well, we can get to the end of the ride yeah, and we'll, we'll talk there. about the ride. Yep. Um, I, I'm interested to hear your particular theory here. 
but yes, so you board your two-seat space cruiser with two ion, ion laser cannons. Sorry, you're not on the green squadron. Uh, if you wanted to pick up batteries and have that be your mission, that's not what's happening. You're going to shoot robots and aliens and things. Do you see a green squadron somewhere or is it just we forget that the green squadron exists? No, if you didn't listen to that portion, then it probably benefits you not being jealous of the green squadron that actually got to go and pick up batteries while other people are just shooting things. Crystallic ion. Jimmy, green squadron on on yours? I didn't have the dialogue. I, I didn't write down the dialogue that Buzz says. But I have the story. It's probably the same. Similar, I'm sure. I did a spot on Buzz Lightyear. You did a great job. Without wow, hmm. and it was it was a very good impression of not Tim Allen, but um, someone else doing yeah. a Tim Allen. Pat Freely. Pat Freely. However, if you stay in that room long enough, you will hear Buzz Lightyear's five minute chunk about how men are actually the ones that are being oppressed. (laughs) I did it. I worked it in. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) Would you like to hear about point for Dan? Point for me. (laughs) It's Dan's point. Oh, Oh, you want to lose points, Jimmy? Because that's how you do it. (laughs) Um, So Astro Blasters has a, bit a lot more dialogue than space ranger spin does this rides cue as well as uh others includes a walkie talkie with buzz Lightyear. wait a minute wait i haven't even acknowledged oh, that they're called different things what space, space ranger, ranger spin, spin versus astro, astro blasters? blasters yeah okay which one's astro blasters disneyland that's a point oh yes maybe <clears throat> there it goes Two, why not? Oh, <laughs> three. three. <laughs> oh. Infinity and beyond. Wow. Uh, you had uh, the seven points. points. Out of it. <laughs> uh, Astro Blasters includes a walkie-talkie with Buzz Lightyear on it, reading his wrist communication device. The speakers provide backstory to the ride and how Zerg is attacking, attacking Green Planet, home of the Little Green Men. It includes a picture of Zerg as wanted criminal number one. It has pictures of the Green Squadron leaving to attack. Green Squadron. Uh, It also has posters describing the blasters and the XP-40 Star Cruiser. In the lightning lane, (laughs) see, um, there is a picture of Buzz Lightyear shooting a purple, green, and orange colored alien. It also shows Lightyear leading a team of space rangers as well as making a cameo for Princess Mira Nova from the film and TV show Buzz Lightyear of Star Command The Adventure Begins. And Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, or Blosk. Uh, The guests enter the briefing room to see Buzz Lightyear. This animatronic has no wings, out, and is holding an Astro Blaster. The Astro Blaster has a timer for when Buzz does his talking. As he says his line about finding Zerg's robot, the Astro Blaster lights up and blasts its laser at the Etch-A-Sketch, wiping off the picture of Zerg. However, no, never mind. I'm not going to talk about Disneyland Paris. The animatronic gives a (laughs) one-minute speech before a red alarm goes off, signaling for the line to move along. The guests proceed down a long corridor, seeing the little green men testing the blasters. The guests Can we just point out that the, the line doesn't stop to listen to him, right? You just keep no, walking. no. You just did. It's an omni mover. You just keep going. It's an omni mover. The guests then board the Star Cruiser. 
But the after seeing Long Corridor with the little green men testing the blasters. Hmm. Okay. I'm curious about this Etch-A-Sketch versus, uh, what was the other thing? The Viewmaster. The, the Viewmaster. Master. It's yeah. just which 80s childhood um, nostalgia I'm torn. you care I'm about. Torn. I'm torn because I'm a Viewmaster kid. However, I really like the effect of him shooting the thing and clearing it. Mm. That's but if cool. you were a full-sized person, you could see Eric, the I intro am video a full-sized person. I want to put this rumor to rest <laughs> right now. I've seen Diz Twitter claiming that Dan Pressler, Linkletter Pepsi, is actually a three-inch tall human being. That's not true. Um, I am... Uh, what's normal healthy adult size? Whatever that is. What was I saying? Feet. It's uh seven foot sketch. four you like <laughs> 986 pounds you like yes. the view master your view master kid um yeah i think i think because i i liked i like the wink to 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 the stalgies on the view master but i gotta go etch a sketch but that's only one point and we'll have a few of the points left for it due to technical difficulties <laughs> 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 yeah i can put my point on loop too <laughs> maybe Man. maybe wait all right <laughs> tell us about the ride eric what did you just play did you play the- i, I played the zone. disneyland point oh, no. okay. you said etch a sketch I-, I thought i heard something else no oh wait did i oh i did i hit the wrong button i did see what you're talking about no no <laughs> Never ends. Okay, no, no, you don't. You don't get to this ticket machine. Only does that one one time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I guess you did get my email. <laughs> uh, all right, tell us about the Space Ranger spin, Eric. Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin is an Omnimover system with shooting gallery elements. Wait a minute. <laughs> It has two laser, gu- two mounted laser guns, and a joystick to turn the car. Um, it allows guests of any height and all ages. If you are an adult, you can bring your infant child on and teach them how to shoot at aliens. The ride length is about four point five minutes, and it runs on the same track that it's been running on since nineteen seventy two. Uh, Astro Blasters we- is five minutes. Oh my! Oh oh oh! Oh no, how do I want to go out with this? But I will say the fact that it's the exact same track since 1972 is very innovative. The fact that they were able to make a whole new ride using the exact same system. It is innovative. And at the same time, I'm going to go in another direction here. I think because if I was stuck with a mounted gun for an entire ride, I would want it to be shorter. I'm going to go point for Disney World. Okay. Interesting. I can conquer my home dimension. <laughs> All right. And honestly, five minutes is a little bit too long for that ride. Well, uh, wheelchair compatible cars uh, that do not require transfer allow you to pull a wheelchair in and continue gaming. Um, Dan's on a scooter. will have to get off of that scooter and walk into <laughs> uh, from my cold dead hands, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pull in straight and just turn slightly. <laughs> I'm going to play. I'm going to pee in this <laughs> cup and I'm going to ride on that ride. <laughs> uh, so throughout the ride, you uh, shoot at targets with the letter Z in the middle. They're all round and they have the letter Z in the middle. They don't light up. Uh, well, I mean, they light up when you hit them, but they don't have 
extra fancy lights on them or anything like that. You get a rank at the end. Level 1 Star Cadet is 0 through 1,000 points. Level 2 Space Scout, 1,001 through 10,000. Level 3 Ranger First Class, 10,001 points to 100,000 points. That That's a big ramp up there, people. Okay, Level I got four, two follow-up questions for you. Okay. Uh, doesn't light up. First of all, boo, but I don't know if it's worth removing a point for. Um, it lights up when you hit it. It just doesn't have the Yeah, but the I like the that, bonus... That, that that's okay, fun. Okay, okay. Um, but I did give Disneyland some points that I probably shouldn't have given it. So, um, do you not see your score? You just see the rank at the end. You see your score on the vehicle okay, as you okay, go okay, through. Okay, yeah, okay. Because yeah. that would have been a point. <clears throat> oh, no, no. Yeah, you see your you see your score. You, you you don't get the rank. It's just on the board at the end. Okay. Um. Yeah. It, Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Space Ace, 300,000 to 600,000. Level 6. Cosmic Commando, 600,000 to 999,998. Galactic Hero, level 7. 999,999. Which is the most you can get. And if you take a picture of it, reportedly you can still show that picture to a cast member and get a button. Huh. Yeah. Um, so the ride basically is plenty of bright colors painted onto a combo of flats, statues, and animatronics with black light everywhere. Uh, to make them light up and look interesting. Uh, the first ride scene is Planet Z, Zerg's home base. Uh, we're going to give out some secrets here, folks. So mm. Uh, mm. take out your, your tape put recorders and bed, put them near your stereo. <laughs> look for the orange box obot in the first room and shoot its left hand for 100,000 points. It's the backhand moving up and down. Both arms move up and down. It's a little harder to hit, harder to hit the left hand. Um, it's on the left in the first big room. Um, the left gunner is a little bit better positioned to hit it a few times. As you go through, there's a gigantobot. On of the gun not moving, right? Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The gigantobot um, further on has a claw overhead that is also worth 100,000 points. So you can make tons of points in the first room. You should probably turn your car fully backward to focus on this claw for a little bit while you're going through. You can actually shoot it as you're leaving the room, but not when you're directly underneath because your gun doesn't have the correct angle because you can't remove it from its spot. It's it's mounted. Right. Whereas if it were like at Disneyland, you could just like turn. And you could lean out and, right. you know, hang, just hang out of the car and keep shooting. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to reiterate not to give myself any credit or anything, but I only gave it three points for having a removable gun. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Next room, the robot factory. Um, ignore the alien with the long neck that gets... It, it, yeah, ignore the... Wait, wait, wait. Do I have the... No, the first room is the robot factory. Next room is... The, let's see. I don't know. Ignore the alien Get in the next room. straight, guy. <laughs> oh, no. Why are there aliens on planet Z? And, and I don't know. Uh, robot factory is the first room planet Z. They're a bunch of aliens. Ignore the alien with the long neck that gets in your way and waves back and forth. There's a big thing that kind of moves in front of you, gets uh-huh. in your way, uh-huh. not worth very many points. It's too close to you. The targets that are worth more points are further away. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's worth more points in this ride. You've got to try it out. By the so way, that gotta... thing always reminds me of a racer head. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> 
<laughs> More David Lynch references. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Stay tuned to Scraping the Vault. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. <clears throat> it's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, so in this room, the top of the volcano is worth 50,000 points. Just the top target. There are multiple targets on it. If you hit it just right, the volcano will, will erupt when you hit it dead center. As you progress through the room, the volcano will come into view again, so you can shoot it a second time or a third time. Uh, there is a spinning target that's worth 25,000 points. Uh, there is a an alien that pops out of a box that is also worth 25,000. There's also an insect at the end. You shoot its back as it's moving to um, get 50,000 points. It's not easy to see, um, so don't worry about it too much if you don't see it, but you it's right as you're leaving the room, so you have to be perfectly placed to get it. Also, also kind of cowardly to shoot it as it's walking away. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's worth more. Yeah. True. Okay. Yeah. Oddly makes sense. <laughs> right. Zerg's ship <laughs> is the third room. Stay turned to the right. Don't look forward. Don't look left. Don't look, don't look around the room. Restrain yourself. This is war, not a looky-loo tourist attraction. If you stay turned to the right, you can aim at the batteries at the bottom of Zerg's ship, which are worth 100,000 points or 50,000 points or 25,000 points, depending on which um, wow. video you watch. It, hey, Eric, I, you know what, what would make it easier to hit those targets? What would make it if, were, easier? if you could remove, remove the gun around? <laughs> yeah, but this is this is uh, this is a very sophisticated uh, war contraption. Okay, that, okay, um, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the All this right. is the uh what what the the XP thirty seven. Um SP thirty seven. It's the thirty seven model. I I mean you've got to stay within Probably if you XP. if you're leaning outside, you might get sucked out into space. Mm. That's yeah. a fair point, yeah. actually. Um but anyway, I'm not sure how many points it is. It differs in a lot of different sources, but turn towards Zerg right away as you enter the room to have the best view and stay with it. Don't shoot at other things. Keep shooting at that. Yes. Uh, then in the last room, it's Star Command. The vehicle positions itself so that you can be in the perfect position to have your picture taken. So keep aiming for the same spot on the bottom of Zerg's destroyed, partially destroyed ship because it's worth 20,000 points in the last room. So some special considerations as you go through. Um, almost all of the best targets are easiest to hit from the right side of the car. Except for that first one that's easiest to hit from the left. So don't be chivalrous. Or if you're well, if you're a man, be chivalrous. Let your wife get in, let your girlfriend get in, let your partner get in, and then you're in the right side and you all get three to shoot of them? Jeez. Yeah. That's yeah. gonna be a crowded car. <laughs> they, can, they can crab in there. Good for you. But they booked a they Good booked for a you, vacation sir. through contracts. Years. <laughs> three separate bookings. Mind uh, you. yes. Extra rooms. Don't There's, tell <laughs> Don't tell them about the other rooms. They're <laughs> celebrating finally coming to an agreement. <laughs> uh, the the gun only shoots about once per second. If you keep the trigger pulled, it will keep shooting. Just it's not a constant laser, but you just keep ah. it pulled, and it'll it'll pop every time it's ready. The fewer people there are on the ride, the easier it is because if right. people keep shooting the same targets, the target will only hit so many times as well. So if you've got a bunch of people who don't know what they're shooting at. You're good. If there's nobody else on your ride, if you're riding early in the morning or late at night, better score. Okay. Uh-huh. Got some questions. Jimmy, rapid fire on yours? I'll do you one better. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There is a feature on what? the blaster. And it is called, I'm, the, I'm skipping ahead because I do all my tips and tricks <laughs> it's, after. It's called There's a Cord? <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's not the cord. It is, um, oh, man. 
it's it's called the better luck next time feature where every five shots that uh-huh. you take you get a uh-huh. hundred points regardless if you hit something that is straight up socialism i'm at disneyland <laughs> I don't Whoa. believe in such things, but only when I'm in a Disney <laughs> property. Uh, that is a point for Disney World because that is ridiculous. I can my home I'm tired of living this in this generation <laughs> where everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> 100 also, points every five shots. Here you go. Jokingly called the better luck next time bonus, you receive 100 points for every five times that you fire and miss a target. So just keep firing and you will continue to accumulate points even if you don't hit a target. That's you're, ridiculous. You're guaranteed to be a star cadet. That's right. And I next think, thing you know, these kids are going to think that they are just are owed everything, including healthcare and a college education. And that's not the world we live in. I believe our uh, rankings are the same as well. Level seven levels. I believe so. Right, from we'll what I have also seen later. And does um, the, so, do the stationary blasters on uh <clears throat> Spinny, guess what? This ride spins. Space Ranger spin. Yeah. Um, this ride also spins. Um, does it <laughs> Does it have feedback when you hit a target? Because I legitimately don't remember. It makes a noise. Okay. And you see the, the target light up. Does it go shaky shake? Ooh. Some of them do. Yeah, it does. It doesn't always work, frankly. Okay. So it's, but it's supposed to. It has that feature. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> thank for thank you for that point, Jimmy. Both rides sometimes don't work. That's right, <laughs> especially now. <laughs> I mean, am I if, right? <laughs> if you were listening to Eric's description of the ride, you're going to hear a lot of the same words. Oh wait, let me let me, do. Do you have any more rapid fire questions? Because I can finish the ride here. Uh, no, I just yeah, I was just as okay. as these things come up, I like to cross reference. Ah, I see, I see. Uh, rather than spreading it up by a few minutes. Exactly. Um, let's see. So after the end of the ride, uh, let's see. Uh, you exit and you pass Zerg, who is behind bars. And then you enter an epic gift shop. Ooh. Uh, so unique. <laughs> Zerg behind bars. Mm, nah, not doing anything for me. Okay. I do have fun facts for the end. Yep, okay. me too. All right. Okay. So uh, this is where I think we take a bit of a turn. Now, the beginning of the... <laughs> I get it because it spins. Uh, uh, I get it. The, no, no, yours blasts. Mine spins. That's right. Astro Blasters. The ride begins in the robot attack scene with the Boxobot, the Gigantabot, who have changed positions and coloring as in Eric's version. The Boxobot was neon orange and was on the left side of the track. And the Gigantobot was dark blue and purple and was on the right side of the track. Now, Boxobot is just orange and is on the right side. And Gigantobot has a red body and red ears. Wow, talk about rewritability. Right? The Dogbot, who now has a brown color, and the Battery Bot, who is now red and has a target on its nose. All are ple- present during this scene. There's also a mini Space Ranger in what looks like an X-Wing. The guests enter Zerg's Dreadnought down a hallway, shooting batteries until you reach his laboratory. Zerg is shooting his Zergatronic Ion Blaster, which is what he dubbed it in Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Zergatronic! He, <clears throat> he is standing behind his now damaged secret weapon. Guests are about to transition into the next room, which is completely dark while robots are being 
electrocuted trying to land the dreadnought. The guests enter planet Z. Guests can shoot aliens, including a callback to the pred- uh, the pterodactyl that belongs to Sid Phillips in the first Toy Story film. Before leaving planet Z, Zerg is laughing, <laughs> was laughing in when he thinks he has triumphed because he is about to shoot the green planet, home of the little green men. Guests then enter a light tunnel with Zs around it. The next, which is very reminiscent of that Tron section of uh, mm-hmm, people mover. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I just discovered, that's why I keep getting points in that room. You can't actually hit those targets, but if you shoot five times, you get 100 points. That's <laughs> Oh, so it's not a real, I always thought that you could Mm-mm. get, oh. Th- There's nothing to shoot the, in there, you're right. It's because of the better luck next time <laughs> rule. Fooled by nanny, our nanny state once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next room is sp- similar to Space Ranger Spin. Buzz Lightyear is using his Astro Blaster to take down Zerg's secret weapon. The Green Squadron are helping Buzz take down the ship. The final room has the little green men signing the receipt to return Zerg to Owl's toy barn. So the little green men are returning Zerg to Owl's toy barn. That's the end of the ride. So toys are able to return, I guess, in the Toy Story universe. So that's why I say it's in the Toy Story universe, but not in the Buzz Lightyear universe. Zerg promise both. Well, kinda, yeah. I mean, but but the the Buzz Lightyear universe is in the Toy Story universe. He just didn't realize he was a toy. No, but it's not. It's not because he can't fly. Mm. He has wings that he can't. He can't fly. Uh, True. He can't. I beg to differ. Have you not seen Toy Story? It's no, that's like with style. Right. But that's like the whole shtick of the movie. At least the first one is that. And I think consistently across them is that they exist as material objects, not right. as a yeah, representation no, of so their powers. universe. Or reality. But that brings you to the question of, is this in Andy's imagination or what? But this ride conceit is that they're returning Zerg to the toy store. That's really dumb. I yeah. do not like that. <laughs> Uh, Zerg promises revenge as the Green Squadron thank the guests. Buzz Lightyear then thanks the guests. He tells them to put the blasters where they belong and to check the scoreboard. Guests exit the ride to Little Green Men's store command. Hmm? Mm-hmm. You know what you don't oh, have no. to do at the end of my ride is put your blaster back. <laughs> that is true. That's fair. <laughs> Eric, uh, what's, your, what's, the, what's your gift shop called? Oh, crap. <laughs> All right, you look that up while I explain the levels which are the same of both. Level one... Star Cadet, zero to a thousand points, which you can get just by squeezing the trigger and not hitting anything. Level two, Space Ace, 1,001 to 10,000. Level three, Planetary Pilot, 10,001 to 100,000. Level four, Space Scout, 100,001 to 300,000. Level five, Ranger First Class, 300,001 to 600,000. Level six is Cosmic Commando, 600,001 to 999,999, which means level seven Galactic Hero is 1 million plus. Did I say that too fast for Eric? No. Well, maybe. I'm just trying to, I really don't like that returning the toy thing. Because I, I'm my, my starting point here is that this shouldn't be in Tomorrowland, right? Right. I mean, so, it's more Tomorrowland than anything else in there. Not really, though. I mean, it is if it's in universe, but now it's just another. It's just Toy Story. How do you know that that Toy Story wasn't in a hundred years from now? Hmm. They have virtual reality. Reality? No, reality. Realty. Virtual okay. reality. Oh. I okay. Well, I gotta really. I gotta think about this. So I'm. I like the Zerg going to 
jail ending better because here's the thing is that if this were in any other place other than Tomorrowland, that whole blurring of reality, I would find charming. I would be like, oh, that's really cute how they make it at the end. You're like, you're not even really sure what you just saw. I think that that's that's that would be great if it was like in California Adventure or something. But this is a Tomorrowland ride that shouldn't be in Tomorrowland in the first place. And that makes it more oddly enough, rejecting the universe of the cartoon and making it, oh, it's just a toy because haha, toy story actually makes it more cartoony to me yeah so mm. i'm gonna give disney world two points Ooh. i can conquer my home dimension i can conquer my no, home dimension i did it. um yeah i do that that's a that's not good I, and eric what it's your what's the gift shop called oh you see oh come on don't don't back out on me now um little green men's store command because Tomorrowland and Walt Disney World has some pretty amazing shops, but the Merchant of Venus is unfortunately yeah. not connected to this ride. And this gift, this attraction actually has two gift shops. The main one as you leave, which is called Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin Photos. <laughs> well, I mean, there's also a is. kiosk outside that's unnamed, but looks like the claw from, it resembles the claw from the like claw machine. Okay. Um, but in a style that also represents the rest of Walt Disney okay. World's Tomorrowland. But it's not it's not store command or something stupid like that. No, no, there's not. The 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 puns in Walt store Disney World's command? Tomorrowland are it is stupid. <laughs> it's more in <laughs> theme of the attraction. Got- Which is not in theme of the land. The 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 store belongs to the land. Merchant of Venus belongs to great us all. store name for a Tomorrowland. Yeah, a little uh, Shakespeare reference. Perfect for Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody in Tomorrow knows William Shakespeare. Guys, I think maybe David's connected to us because as we started the <laughs> podcast, started talking about it, he sent me a text. <laughs> He's like, make sure you talk about store command. Actually, he wants to book another trip with concierge. Ooh. <laughs> That's on the next episode. I'll talk about that booking. <sighs> um, all right. So just real quick we we need to talk about the uh the land impact but i have some tips and tricks that, that eric had uh for writing astro blasters or blab for you disneylanders know the targets so each of the targets in the attraction are worth different amounts depending on their shape and whether they are lit or unlit the value of the targets are as follows write this down the circle is 100 points the square is a thousand points. The diamond is 5,000 points and the triangle is 10,000 points. So on your next trip, really get a high score. When the lights are lit, like I said, they are worth 10 times the point values listed above. So if you hit one of the triangles at when it's lit up, that's a hundred thousand points for that one shot. Uh, now, similar to what Eric was saying is like, you know, certain targets have different values based on distance or proximity or whatever. Now, Also suggest to ride alone and choose your gun. Unlike what Eric was saying, um, right when you're, so just get on your own vehicle. Don't bring your wife, girlfriend, and partner. Just uh, when you're boarding the attraction, right when your guns are activated, test the accuracy by firing at the wall or like your hand just to see how accurate the gun is. 
but occasionally you might want to switch to the other. But generally, the left side gun is much better situated to achieve, to achieve the highest score possible, whereas Eric was saying the right one, right? Mm. Which is another reason to have your own vehicle. Once you discover a target, make sure you fire repeatedly. The target values are worth the same amount every time, and you don't waste time refocusing. Each of the guns has a flashing red light scope that goes off every second. Like Eric said, the lights of the other shooter's guns can be quite distracting when you're looking for your own. The lights on the second gun in your car will still go off, even if no one's firing the gun. So to reduce the level of distraction, place the other gun from your car not being used on the seat. (laughs) Wow. Hmm. And don't forget, the ride stops frequently. So when it stops, you just keep firing. Um, And then we talked about the better luck next time bonus. The most important thing is to have intention while shooting. In almost every room, there is a valuable target hidden in plain sight. Here is the list of places to look. This is Disneyland. The backside of the robot's hand in the first room, behind the moving saw blade of the spaceship in the first room, In the alien planet room, find the triangles on the back of the circle of moving aliens right as you enter the room. Shoot the target on the outside of the -the jack-in-the-box to open the box. Then hit the triangle on the alien that pops out. Remember, triangles are worth uh, 10,000 points. And then on the walls of the dark starry tunnel, there are three hidden triangles that occasionally have lights glimmer across them. So there are things you can shoot in that room. Uh, inside of a box on the opposite side of the room from Zerg in the final scene. You must hit the circle to make the target pop out of the box. And so actually in that room when you're supposed to be uh, facing Zerg, if you turn around, you can access that target. Um, that that target's worth 50,000 points. There's a, wow. uh, a tiny unmarked hole in the middle of Emperor Zerg's chest armor in the first scene where he is featured and the last big one where he's featured, there's a uh, tiny unmarked hole in the middle. That's 50,000 points. Wow. Uh, Dead shot en- right on Zerg. That's wow. right. Uh, when you enter the first room with Zerg, aim for the large green square on the bottom of his gun. The figure will turn towards the gun that has hit the square. At this point, switch over to shooting the little hole in his chest. After getting off the attraction, you can put your name and email to be sent a copy of your score and a photo of yourself. Eric, do you have that feature? Did you have to purchase the picture? You have to purchase. Uh, yeah, I don't believe there's a, oh, a free point feature. For Disneyland, I really oh. I don't care about the picture, but I love that feature. And that camera from 2005. Stop it. Then if your score is one of the highest of the hour or an all-time high score, your initials will be featured on the scoreboard for all the world to see. And mm. if it's and, and if you see a bunch of scores that are LGM, that's little green men, that means not a lot of people have made that scoreboard. Huh. There you go. That's how you win. And after you ride that and you get a high score and all the people that you're with are like, wow, you're so good at this, make sure to tell them, very plainly and in kind of as sad a way as you can. I actually listen to this podcast or they just talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Be, be, be as slightly ashamed as be, is appropriate. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. We love that you listen. We love you. We love doing this show, but I love, <laughs> I love if there's a sense of shame <laughs> around talking about it. <laughs> oh no, no, I didn't write it a bunch of times and get good. I listened to these, yeah, these listen, weirdos. Listen to these guys talk about, the difference in paint color for three hours at a time. <laughs> um, yeah. So the uh, there's an article from Touring Plans that compares 
Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin to Astro Blasters that I'm going to give you highlights on when we're done. All right. Um, so, in other words, okay, if you don't want to listen to I'll wait to, this, to, to press the music button until then. <laughs> read that article and just summarize <laughs> this episode. Um, so, also, <laughs> those of you who have listened to this, now you know what's happening in the ride. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Because <laughs> I did not know that. Um, do you two have an average wait time on either for me? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Average wait time? No, I do not have an average wait time. Where are you getting that? Uh, touring plans. Touringplans.com. Go to touringplans.com. To get all your spend answers. any money there. Stop listening to the show. <laughs> um, while Eric's looking for that. Oh, I have to I, look for that? I looked wait, up and You don't have to. to okay, well, here. Hang on. I, I'll just... hold on. Let's. Okay, it's a race. I'm going to look it up, too. You're listening to Spanish Fleet. Good thing I'm really bad at this. Parks. Um, Average wait time. You beat me to it. Um, it's um, got to be at least 45. Uh, Stop. Look, I gave you a lot of points. Where, no, I'm where not put that on anything. I'm just, <laughs> from experience, it's got to be at least 45. Yeah, uh, uh, wait times is, uh, oh, um, I guess we're going to go to the middle of the range, then uh, 60 minutes. There you go. Oh, yeah. Mm, right. No wonder I've ridden. Astro Blasters, Astro Blasters more, than, more than Space Rangers spin. And ironically, I've written, oh. I've written Space Rangers spin, spin more than Astro Blasters. This is tough. What else do you have for me? Because I'm, I'm, I'm still before we get to the land torn. impact. Yeah, before land impact, nothing. All right, before land impact, I've got uh, Zerg's first in command is the is the Boxobot, which was originally when the ride came out a Rock'em Sock'em robot. Mm. You see, oh no. In 1988, Disney had a sponsorship with Mattel. Mattel sponsored It's a Small World. I remember that. In 1998, they dropped that sponsorship. This was I the first that. year that that uh, Space Ranger spin was opened. So in that first year, the Boxobot was actually legitimately named a Rock'em Sock'em robot. Mattel mm. dropped their sponsorship in 1999, so one year later they had to rename the robot to Box. You know, this might be the only time we have a chance to address this, but the well, maybe not because we haven't done a small world. No, Mattel is a weird, but it's it's a weird sponsor for it's a small world. I like, don't know. I I feel like it's synonymous with it because maybe because I grew up with it. But they're little dolls. Toy, company. but they're not little dolls. Well, that small world are little dolls, but. Yeah. Right. Mattel doesn't it, make little dolls. You're right. Like, no, it, I mean, like it makes sense on the surface, but once when you apply any thought to it, it's not like it doesn't stop making sense. It just makes a weirder kind of sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But we need um, to talk about that on small world. We need to right, wrap this right. up. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get plenty into that. I mean, but, but really before I, my grandpa had to get a cathode. Uh, uh Oh, Asher, oh, what? Asher, you remember the scientist spotlight? Asher, that was like an hour and a half ago. He's been sleeping off that purple stuff for a while. <laughs> well, I'm glad your grandpa got a cathode. I hope his kidneys are okay. I was worried. Be- <laughs> I was I was worried because he just like suddenly jumped up. Well, that <laughs> that's what you were up. Uh, uh. <laughs> I, I wonder what Dan was frequently time. typing earlier. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Um. <laughs> so okay average weight average weight uh disneyland 
Disneyland takes that one. So it's a point for Disneyland. Those of you uh, keeping track. <laughs> Yay. Uh, Disney World's got seven points. Disneyland's got nine. <gasps> so close. Let's talk about the land impact, Eric. Yeah, let's lose some points. <laughs> um, well... Uh, if this, if this factors at all into Dan's calculations, it does, it does actually very much so. Okay. Uh, it's interesting. I, I, this is going to be more of a discussion. I don't have a, a fully fleshed out. I'm going to say the thing and then Jimmy will say the thing because both have, have some similar interesting impacts. Um, I can say that the Disney world version, you, when you enter Tomorrowland, you don't see buzz light year and that's disney world there you go (laughs) (laughs) i think i'd like to let uh len tested and touring plan sum this conversation up oh okay if we're we're gonna use somebody else's arguments i like this well (laughs) this is where we would land anyway uh the location of both these attractions tomorrowland is where both versions of this interactive buzz lightyear attraction can be found at disneyland buzz lightyear's astro blasters is towards the front of tomorrowland and on the left hand side Right across from Star Tours, the adventures continue. At Disney World's Magic Kingdom, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin is tucked in a bit deeper into the land and has a bit more space around it than at Disneyland. The attraction can be found at the end of the main path on the hub into Tomorrowland on the right, across the way from Astro Orbiter Attraction. Oftentimes, Buzz Lightyear is meeting and greeting with guests nearby, so keep an eye open. Winner, Disney World. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear does come out. He's got a special yeah, you character can see him meet from and greet. People Mover, and that's and there's it's very wide open back there, and it is it's like so its own less, little section, like a little yeah, kind section. of, and it's just not in your face. So I fully support the point to Disney World on that one. Yeah, and I think because can right, you imagine right. if Buzz Lightyear did a meet and greet outside of that attraction, <laughs> he would get devoured by <laughs> oh yeah, the the flow um, of people. Yeah, I I think. So the thing not fitting in Tomorrowland, and I, I'm trying to think about like, what is it, Pizza Port, Pizza Planet, whatever the hell it's called, um, that being at the back of Tomorrowland, it doesn't bother me because it's because it's like, okay, here's Tomorrowland, and then it becomes kind of an and the rest kind of thing. Like, here's space stuff, mm-hmm. space-related stuff. So I think it being – like, I'm not bothered – I'm not bothered that – this ride spins to is there as much as I am bothered by uh, the, the Disneyland one being just, it's it's right there it's right there and it's also next to the the, the Astro Ar- Arba tour yeah. tour or tour yeah that one it's so it's kind of like it's like you get you get I'm gonna go over to Tomorrowland and the only thing that tells me that it's Tomorrowland are the two signs and Star Tours and by the way Star Tours shouldn't even be there great um, I, yeah i think I, I think i'm almost ready for a decision i think uh-oh okay. unless we're we have a, well, here's here's a, a couple of summaries from touring plans uh they have different categories location i just did ride duration winter disneyland because it's longer uh the queue is disney world the interior queue can hold more people and it's not nearly as narrow and cramped as disneyland's winter disney world <laughs> laser cannons disneyland uh, Fast Pass, Disney World, but that's a different conversation. And yep. then uh, ranking, 
uh, is evidently Disneyland. Story is Disneyland. Uh, overall ride winner, Disneyland. That's according to touringplans.com. Which is not concierge, so one more point for Disney World. <laughs> Uh-oh. Whoa, <laughs> I can conquer my home dimension. I think we're tied now. We yeah. are now tied. Um, which is, by the way, very appropriate for this conversation. <laughs> in that they're both basically the same ride, and it's just it's nuance and judge kind of sensibilities that make it where it is, but it's effectively the same thing. Yeah. So I've been really trying argument, to, yeah. I've been really trying to not penalize Disneyland for taking away Circle Vision and kind of also the people mover. Not very successfully, but you're trying. <laughs> no, I haven't not not point-wise. I haven't no, point-wise. I haven't. Um <laughs> oh, You know, when I think about Circle Vision, I think about how sad it is that it's currently being occupied by a ride that is kind of representative of a lot of issues that I have and a lot of people have currently with the Walt Disney Company. It's almost as though they took a representative of the thing that represented, I know that's poorly structured, The things that Disney Imagineering does Our education industry, people. (laughs) That's right. Um, It's like they took out a representation of the thing that Imagineering does well and replaced it with the thing that Imagineering never needed to become. And they put it right at the front of Tomorrowland. Which is why... Walt Disney World is the supreme. Whoa! This ride also spins right. Oh my goodness! That's uh, listen. That's fair. I think where where we landed. I can conquer my home dimension. It think, fails less. Yeah. I it, where we landed was the the removal blasters are are important, but then when you factor in kind of all the other things, like you said, it doesn't belong in Tomorrowland. It's a it's a thing that just doesn't really make sense. It's kind of half-assed. It's it's matte, you know, it's flats and it's Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I mean Chuck E. Cheese plus, right? Yeah. And uh, how dare you? I once uh, was in the Chuck E. Cheese costume. And now you're Chuck E. Cheese plus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so so I, I think it's fair. I, I think, you know, either answer, whatever was, was quote unquote better or supreme, I think would have made sense for whatever reason. But I think you're right. The fact that, that this ride is not so as intrusive and you don't look at Tomorrowland and see a cartoon thing that doesn't belong there you have to kind of find it yeah it's all things that resemble the rest of the theme of the land even even that extra kiosk that sells buzz light your costumes it it kind of resembles the claw but it still is in the the theme with the rest of this land and it's in it's in what has always been kind of a weird wild card slot which is the dream flight uh pigeon if you uh, had wings penguins can't fly you know all that stuff like (laughs) i think because like that was always i would imagine something where it's just like oh here's an advertisement for an airline cool whatever it's free and i'm really way more okay with them putting in this garbage ride 
that's a it's an okay ride but it just in the place that it is it's depressing <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? I, I mean and what's what's also interesting to point out and and i'm not i have not done research on this just off the dome is that disney world's ride is a little shorter which means yeah. you can get more people through it right and yet it has double the the average weight it's not and it, it honestly it is not a terrible ride it's if this were in if they were to open this exact same thing in like magic mountain or something like that yeah it'd be great it would be like wow they just hit it out of the, out of the parks but it's beneath disney it's believe it's beneath even it's even beneath the magic kingdom They've, they've already <laughs> created nice. They've already created better versions of this ride. If you've done any of either of the Toy Story Mania or Midway Mania attractions, you go, "Oh, this is this is super cool and fun." And then right. you do that, and you're like, "Well, I mean, it's just a bunch of flats moving around." Yeah, right. and and what's also interesting about Buzz Lightyear is there is a version or was a version of this ride in every uh, castle park around the world. Hmm. True, which is something you can't say about a lot of attractions. It's not in Hong Kong anymore. That is now uh, Iron Man. However, Dan, I was listening to um, Adventures Through Inner Space before we recorded. I was listening to Spectral <laughs> Radio. And by God, if they're not going into the quantum realm in that ride, it needs to become Ant-Man. Like, you are 100% right. Oh, oh, yeah. Wait, uh, uh, Adventures Through Inner Space needs right. to be re-themed no, as Ant Man because yes, that's yes, what we're ripping out. Tear it down. Ripping out terrible. Well, not right. terrible, but falling apart. Eighties mechanisms that eighties simulators that can't hold together for too much longer, and then putting a track back in. Okay, yeah. Put Adventures Through Inner Space and make it Ant Man because that's what that is. That's yes. what they do in that like, movie. Yeah, bring it back. I don't even care if they're making. So I, I do take issue with the idea of them turning Tomorrowland into Marvel Land Part Two, mm-hmm. but it it there are multiple campuses not, around the world. It's not that good right now. Like mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, then okay, well at least we get our adventure through inner space back. You know. Yep, totally. All right, so um, I think <laughs> I think we've exhausted it. Um, uh, hopefully, you guys got some uh, pointers. I, I always like to hear about how to get those high scores. Like how is it that I'm shooting everything I can and I get 150,000 points, but somebody in the other vehicle got 999,000. I think we now know why and how. And so hopefully that helped. Um, and I hope and I, that you, now that the, you've learned that the box was orange and now it's brown on the other side of the thing. Hopefully that helped. You. And <laughs> I have tried writing it without shooting anything just to see what's this like as just a ride. Don't do that. It's yeah, not correct. Don't do that. Definitely don't. Because <laughs> it'll just expose that it's not a good ride. Um, Make sure you talk a lot about the Mattel sponsorship when you do that with your significant <laughs> other and your wife and, and your, your partner. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, great. Well, so very good job, Eric. Congratulations. Uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is the supreme. This one also spins. Will not will not be the title of this dimension. episode. <laughs> Nor will it Unexpected be. Unexpected win. Yes. I, I Yeah, maybe. Um, although I did expect that Astro Blasters would win. Uh, the case of the Buzz Lightyear <laughs> theme Tomorrowland Omnimover Dark Ride Shooter Spinners Space Ranger Spin Re Astro Blasters is come to a close. Uh, gavel slammed. So court make sure. Court is adjourned. Yeah, court is adjourned. 856 our Um Listen to our other shows. Uh, Scraping the <laughs> Vault. I had a an employee of mine who is very... Uh, 
uh, he's a contrarian. I'm sorry, before you get further into this, I want to put, at some point in the future, I want to put one of the rides in prison. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> we that's interesting. We should, we should give sentences. To, we to should. That's interesting. <laughs> this is the first time we've ever said the court is adjourned, and this is episode like 50-something. Well, it should be the resort is adjourned. <laughs> right, right. You know? but I mean, I, I can't think of any that, we wanted, that I would want to put in prison yet, but... That's interesting. Well, they, if they, <laughs> should, if they lose, they should be sentenced. That's a good point, Dan. After I think okay, I think when we're in this, and we gotta leave this in. I, I think that if it's one of those where it's like we're trying to figure out which one the, is the worst, mm-hmm. then that's the one that we put in prison. <laughs> or if there's a particularly egregious example that just doesn't <laughs> deserve to fight against the other one, maybe. But like, are we you put it about- in prison and we sentence it to like certain terms. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Maybe there's a financial component, like <laughs> fine. Um, yes. Uh, but anyway, so Scraping the Vault, uh, we had our December episode was uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And I had an employee of mine who, like I said, was contrarian. He listened to it. And he said it was incredibly entertaining. He was looking for things to pick apart. And he laughed the whole time. Had said it was a perfect episode and uh, it was good. So listen to that one, if nothing else. Also, ears up, ears up in depth. Uh, uh, the milk, milk, lemonade, around the corner, <laughs> the milk. You can hear one of the hosts and potentially one of our fans. On <laughs> but not part, the other host. That, on part two, maybe, of the uh, the thing we didn't get to, the, the Galaxy's Edge episode, um, which look for that we'll on We'll definitely May wrap 4th. it up in episode two. For sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I can't imagine who would die that would make us stop. Um, <laughs> oh, poor Betty White. By the I way, know. Terrence was fine with that. <laughs> um, all right. So those are other shows. You can contact us. I'm Jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. That's Dan at earsup-podcast.com. Eric is E. Johnson at uh, concierge.com. And uh, yeah, keep listening to the shows. And we have a lot of very exciting things coming up. We're going to be celebrating Disney's 50th anniversaries, Land V. World. We got with a very comprehensive special guest. Boysenberry. <laughs> we have a comprehensive guest. Boysenberry Festival in April, so we'll join us in the Provost Park Pass at that one. <laughs> um, make sure, and we also have another. We have, we'll have Taryn Petros on. We're going to have Terrence on again. We will have uh, Jack Plotnick is scheduled this year. So we have a lot of fun and exciting guests. And you know, God forbid, Julie Tremaine dares to be in our presence again. She would come on. <laughs> Uh, we have plenty of by time the way, with us. By the way, my sister was telling me today about, she's like, oh yeah, I read this article uh, by this person in the San Francisco Chronicle about Disneyland. I'm like, yeah, you had dinner with her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she was the one on stage. Yeah. Also, <laughs> um, because I'm excited about it, coming up at the end of this month, this very month that you're listening to this right now, no matter what that month is, uh, we have... Uh, Scraping the Vault is going to cover Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super excited about it. No, you're going to love it. It's going to be <laughs> so much fun for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll do Mulholland Drive and then uh, Audrey's pick at some point, probably another movie musical. And I'm going to push hard for West Side Story because that <laughs> is a masterpiece. <laughs> Nobody so saw it in Drive. theaters, unfortunately, but oh, I did. that was so good. And you're right. Anita was won a, a Golden Globe, which evidently don't exist anymore. And uh, Maria <laughs> right. won a Golden Globe. The movie won a Golden Globe. 
I think it's an Oscar sweetheart. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal masterpiece by one Mr. Steven Spielberg. You know what, Jimmy? I think you're an Oscar sweetheart. Oh, I think you're a phenomenal masterpiece. Thank you. Right. And I think one of you is Rita Moreno. Tune in next time to find out which one. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. It's been almost two hours about a crappy ride. Have a great night. See Be good to parks. each other. We'll see you next time. Trash bake. See you in the parks. <laughs> Does anyone listen to the whole episode? I don't know. If you listen to, if you're listening to the whole episode right now, call eight five six our ears and just all you need to say is that's me. <laughs> and then you hang up, <laughs> and then go on our Facebook group. Our answering service will send that message along, and we'll say, "Yes, we get it." <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, when you start hearing about Boxabots being orange and now they're brown, <laughs> and it's like, I th- at the time I thought it was a good argument <laughs> <laughs> that they changed colors, yeah, and locations. And what's I funny thought it was a good argument that they were called Rock'em Sock'em Robots briefly. Yeah. And what's funny is that I'm, as I'm writing all this, I'm like, this is going to be perfect because Eric's going to talk about this same thing, and then everybody's going to be have fresh in their mind about Boxabots and Gigantabots, but. I checked out when I was reading it back. <laughs> I said those. I know. That's what I'm saying. I heard it. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to say those words. And then I've, I've like, a listener wouldn't remember. That's why I had to bring it up. Remember when Eric said this? <laughs> I'm going to say it too. Five minutes ago. But on the opposite side of the ride. Uh-oh. Bless you. <laughs> All right. All right. You've got to bet you by time. Yep. I sure do. Good Lord. But uh, I'm I think in- this one worked. <laughs> All right. Okay, do we need to test anything else out here? Buzz. Buzz. Yes, that is the, the name of this. Ash has been show. sleeping off that jug of uh, purple, purple stuff. stuff. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> what a cool mom. <laughs> do I want to hear the rocket rod sound? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Do we? Do you want to hear about um, Lamplight Lounge, Splitsville? No. <laughs> <laughs>